0: Part of the Press Play Podcast Network. Look
1: up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
0: This is Jason J. Lewis, the voice of Superman on Justice League Action. This is Mark Wade, writer of Superman. You're listening to the Krypton Report.
2: To the Krypton Report. I'm not going to read my huge intro because I'm getting over the flu, and my name is Tyler. I have with me, so I don't have to talk as much, the great Mister James Cole. Hey, hey, hey! And so that James doesn't have to just talk by himself because I'm getting over the flu. I decided to drag our good friend Levi back. Welcome, Levi. How you guys
3: are doing tonight?
0: Uh, better than I have been. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't
0: heard much from I haven't heard much from Tyler this week. Normally we're we're ta- talking every day, and
2: I spent so much time been down. <laughs> I have spent so much time, like you know, usually when I'm sick, I, I send out the joking like picture of Dean Cain with the uh, you know watch kryptonite populace. poisoning. But this time it was Christopher Reeves with the kryptonite poisoning, sun poisoning from Superman four. Like, like uh, uh. I'm like, yeah, guys, hopefully I make it, fellas. Uh, but there's been some news, so let's get into some news and some talking points and no no more about my, uh, sickness. Number one. <clears throat> I'm alive. Stargirl has finished season three filming, so that's exciting. I think sometimes that's the show we forget because it always kind of premieres at the awkward time. We're not sure when it's going to air, Um because They just started renewing shows, and congratulations—we're getting season three of Superman and Lois, fellas. We're getting season three.
1: Awesome!
3: How does that make? Very excited to see that news.
1: Um, yes. Um, and then we're getting season nine of The Flash, and that makes me happy because I will say the Flash's quality is coming back. You know, it dipped. COVID
2: didn't help it. It kind of, COVID kind of ruined the flash for like two seasons. Um, but that show still just has like a special place in my heart.
0: And about a season and a half of that, I got to catch up on.
2: Yeah. So, you know, that, that it's still going to be around, like just brings me joy. Like anytime I'm watching it, I hear that theme music kick in and it comes on. I'm just like, oh, it's like, it's just comfort
1: for me. So I'm glad it's still there. Um, what about you, Levi? How do you feel on The Flash?
3: You know, I am about four or five seasons behind, so that uh, one I am a, a little indifferent oh. on at this point, but I am trying to work my through way through the uh, Cicada season. So
2: Cicada season was not bad, but then they did something in the mid of it, and I was kind of like, Ugh,
1: why'd you have to go that way? Um, but I like the idea of the cicada season. Um, and, uh, but I'm glad it's still there. The next thing is they announced a
2: Riddler Year One comic. It's going to tie into the Riddler from Matt Reeves, The Batman. Did you guys see that announcement? <clears throat>
0: Excuse me. Uh, yeah. Um I mean, I'm interested to, I'm interested to see that because I, I assume that because this is the reveal of the Riddler when he kills the mayor, um, and I and and you're, there's stuff that he did in the prequel novel. I've heard snippets about. Oh, uh, speaking of the prequel then, novel, the Riddler, I probably got copy.
2: my. Oh, book. did you? I haven't read it yet. I was on backorder from Amazon. And it showed up. So much, oh, awesome that thing this week! Keep going, James.
0: Um, well, it, so I'm I'm assuming Riddler, this Riddler year one is from from where we leave off in the movie, to, uh, and and for a little while,
1: it, it, it'll be nice to to see where a person who is, you know, becoming the character on screen pictures where they're. Character is gonna go from there.
3: I think the thing that has me really excited with the Riddler Year One is that Paul Dano is writing it himself. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, he, exactly. Big, talented dude. That's what I mean. Like he he got to portray the Riddler. He gets to be, and now he gets to write the next year in, uh, in comic format.
1: So, James, you know how like I asked
2: you earlier today, like, why is it so cold? And your response was, because we live in Ohio. <laughs> yes. I think it was yesterday. I was, like, by myself, and I was turning the fireplace on. And just out of no reason, I started doing, like, the Riddler speech from the Batman,
1: where he's like, it was so cold. And I'm like, why am I just
2: doing this to myself in the house? Like, I <laughs> lose my mind from being sick. I'm like, <clears throat> all right. right, So
0: that's that's a little dark. Stuck in solitary over there. I mean, yeah.
1: So speaking of the Batman, let's talk, guys. So first of all, Matt Reeves did an interview. And I, I shared that with you, James, where he was talking about that
2: prisoner, uh, the Riddler's friend, being the person who will be the Joker. And he was describing how he wanted to go back with the idea of, like, uh, more inspired from Conrad Weitz, The Man Who Laughs,
1: um, about being, someone who's being born with a, a damage to have a permanent smile. And I'm like, okay, cool. I am like what he's saying. Matt Reeves released the scene of, like, the interrogation talk between Batman and Joker a couple of
2: days ago. And uh, I will let Levi go first as our guest on his thoughts, then James, and I will go last.
3: I mean, I was super excited to see it, and I enjoyed it. Um, definitely the shades of Mindhunter and a bit of Hannibal Lecter, like... Reeves had talked about hyping it up um Barry Keegan as the Joker just intrigues me um he's quickly becoming one of my favorite actors so uh, I was excited to see it
1: what what did you think about the scene and and everything
3: um I'm glad he cut it I think it would have really slowed down a very well-paced movie um I'm also glad he didn't hold on for it for too long, so we could all see it. Um, but I, it made sense to me why it was cut, because it was very good, but it wasn't necessary. It would have been kind of just out of place in the the movie.
1: Okay. I, I think I think people, I think some people out there would.
0: The 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 only thing they would take away from that if it was in the movie is complaining that the Joker's already been locked up in Arkham Asylum. Like, where's that story? <laughs> yeah, but you you get that you get those complaints constantly. I have a theory on that, but James, what are your thoughts on the scene? Um, so I do enjoy the actor. I was very interested to see more of what there was um, the premise of what Joker was supposed to be basing it off of that, uh, that character and with the permanent smile, I mean, taking it back to the inspiration was a really great concept. Um, And then, and then we see the thing and he's like, it's, it's like his head is scarred all over He's got tufts of green hair in places all over his head and then his face, I mean, I don't know if deformed or mangled is is the more appropriate term. He's a um,
1: grotesque, like.
3: Yeah, he, grotesque. He looks,
2: he looks worse than the third version of the Joker
3: in Gotham. Yeah. I think grotesque is the best <laughs> word for it.
1: Um
0: I think their interaction was was great. Um I think there's a couple of bits in there like uh, I watched it a couple of times and then I saw somebody post that the Joker uh takes a paperclip. Yep. So oh I was God. like
1: so when I saw that I was like, "Oh, that's pretty awesome." Um. Okay, so here's my thought. I thought about what Matt Reed was talking about, about everyone's not yet who they are.
2: Right. So, my working theory right now
1: is that when Batman met this serial killer, he was the Red Hood. And
2: he fell into the chemicals. And if you look, his body looks like a person who fell and got chemically burnt,
1: yeah, and that yep.
2: may, and he's healing, so my thought is a lot of his mangled skin, like his nails, his hair, all this is because he's healing, and we know like state law is if someone's in any kind of state hospital, they have the medical care has to be met, so they're you know they're gonna take care of him. And heal him and everything. So. My thought was. The last time Batman met this guy. He was just a serial killer. And he was the Red Hood. And he's healing after falling in his. In the acid. And that.
1: When he would emerge. He would then emerge and become. The Joker. And he would have a different look.
2: And. That's kind of my head headcanon about it, because
1: I don't want this grotesque Joker. I, I mean, we got that look on Gotham. You know, that was one thing I loved about
2: where they were going with Leto, was a very clean-looking Joker, minus the tattoos, you know, and the grill. And we were supposed to get that story, that's neither here nor there. But, you know, like, back to how Nicholson was a, a kind of clean Joker. Um, I like but, that he being born with like the, the smile and that can be done without being this grotesque hatchet face looking thing, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he, he does look like a slasher movie serial killer. So.
1: Like something you'd see when somebody gets their mask or the killer gets his mask ripped off. Um. But that's kind of like my, my head canyon kind of at the moment is he's healing from his acid trip. Yeah. yeah. But his acting and the interaction was spot on.
2: Like, I, I made, I had heard that he was supposed to be a cameo in it and all this. So, like, like I said before, before we saw the Batman, uh, I made sure that Jania watched Eternals because we, she had wanted to see it already. But I knew that he was in that. That's something that she could watch quite easily with him. And then when we saw it, she was like, "Who was that guy?" I was like, "It's
1: the guy from Eternals who played Druid." She's like, "Oh, interesting." You know, so she was like, "All right, I'm in." So. I mean, he is very good. It's always it's always uh,
0: compelling to see a, a very good actor portray portray a character especially a character as iconic as the joker yeah i just
2: liked it, it also kills brian's theory which just makes me laugh so. <laughs> see cobbling A laughing about it
4: <laughs> hey we're going to press pause and hear a few words from our other podcasts on press play podcast network Hello, Brooks here with the Books with Brooks Monthly Book Club Podcast. Here's how Books with Brooks works. We read one book a month and then we talk about it. Classics like Stephen King's The Shining, debut novels like We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang, and tons of other compelling, life-changing stories, one book and one month at a time. So come read along with us and then listen in.
3: This is Dan Jurgens, and if you want to have a good time, keep listening to the Krypton Report.
1: But all right, fellas, so this week's episode of Guess Who Doesn't Live with Lana Anymore, starring Mr. Cortez and Lana Lang, is <laughs> our favorite co- character
3: of Kyle. That's why we watch the show, right, guys? He's such compelling television. Oh yeah,
2: that's why I tune in. Kyle, the firefight and drunk.
1: That's why I watch Superman and Lois, right, Jania? Yep. Yep, Kyle, everybody's favorite man. But no, seriously, we don't watch it because Kyle.
2: <laughs> All right, so let's let's take the episode from the start, man. What'd you guys, uh, just overall thoughts on the episode, Levi?
3: Uh, just overall, uh, the moments in the episode that were, uh, really good were some of the best, I think, in the season, some of the little nods they did, uh, one sequence there kind of in the middle was great. Um, there was some stuff that really dragged on for me in this episode and had me going, can we get back to the story now though?
1: And I want to know what those are here in a minute. Oh, we'll get to them. All right, James. What, what's your overall thought? Um, you know, kind of a decent
0: episode. Not entirely too much happens. Uh, I mean, you know, things do happen. Um, but like a good chunk of the episode is Lana and Kyle and they're just exchanging dialogue, discussing the, um, the debate coming up. And obviously it's entwined
1: about their relationship because that's what they're preparing for. Um, but, uh, I'm interested to see what happens next. Yeah. Is is what I'll say. It was it was kind of
0: a nice I mean it was a good episode, but it was kind of just like
1: bridging from last week's last episode we got to um what we're going to have for the
0: rest of the season. Cuz we've only got probably what, 13 episodes? I, I want,
2: 15 I, episodes? I want to say it's 15. But I can't remember. I feel like that's what I heard when I listened to that one interview with Todd um, back before season two really started.
1: So, How many did we get in season one? was it I think it was fifteen, right? Okay, sounds right. Well, I liked this episode. There were some beats I was kind of like, "Ugh,"
2: but I thought, you know, not a lot happened action wise. But I thought there was a lot of good setup and story and building the characters.
1: So, do you guys want to take it character, or do you want to take it by, like, uh, B? Because I, I, I think it would be easier to just go by characters. That works for me. So, we'll start off with...
0: <sighs> Might as well start off with Lana and Kyle, since I Yeah, I kind of spoiled what they, what they were going on. <laughs> the most Get them out, out of the they, way. Yeah, what they have going on. And they're also the most attached from everything else.
2: So yeah, that, that helps a lot too. Um, so Kyle shows up and we find out that he's not living at the firehouse. He got himself a little sublet apartment. <coughs> Hopefully it's not over top of the bar where the girl he cheated on was. That, that would not be wise. Um, you know, because why would you bring someone around your relationship to hang out with the person that you like that you cheated on with? That doesn't make sense, right? yeah am I
0: right I mean I hope that would be that would be too obvious for drama I hope that they they don't go that way yeah like hey
2: be friends with the person I cheated on you with but whatever Well yeah you know that's like that's going to come up
1: somewhere but um and Lana's preparing her Kyle's there to get the girls um, but I only saw one
2: and he's going to take them to breakfast and he sees Lana preparing
1: for her debate so Kyle tries to help coach Lana in questions that would come up for the
2: debate. And I think he does a good job. You know, he, he asks some questions. And, he, you know, one question being that he, he asks her is, um, you know, how are you going to keep scandal out of Smallville? You can't keep scandal out of your house. And she kind of, I don't know, breaks character, so to speak. You know not and she says it wasn't me he brought scandal to my home, and I think she says it was did she say it was you or did she say it was my husband? I can't remember um,
0: I think she was still kind of addressing as the audience for the debate but and then eventually she did go around to pointing it directly at him, but I think she started from
1: uh from the debate standpoint and then. Directed it towards him in the end, you know. And
2: she, and, but Kyle makes the point of that's something that's going to come up
1: because the moderator's the mayor's hunting buddy. So um, I think I think the the episode, or the scenes that they had together were pretty
0: good. Um, I think they handled it both very well. Um, she said that she wanted him to help because he's been there all along um, and and they have a good rapport with the campaign. Uh, they do have that interaction where she kind of blows up on him. Um, but he accepts it because that's what she needed to do to kind of get past it and work on what she needed to work on all the questions that they had. Um...
1: So yeah, they it was a very well written interaction. Levi, your thoughts? You're you're a big Kyle fan. Uh
3: I mean I can't say the scenes weren't well written. I've gotta agree with uh with that. They were well done. To me, in an episode that was already a little slower paced. Those ones in particular just felt like they dragged the pace down even more when there potentially <laughs> was bigger fish to fry in the episode.
1: I can agree with that. Um, I can highly agree with that. Yeah, we do get a few big things in this episode from different characters. Um,
2: it was, I mean, if you think about it, like, they're, they're not in it that much. So I almost kind of curious what the next episode would be if those could have been scenes in the next episode. Yeah, like a way it, of combining
0: Well ho- well, like I said, hopefully this is a good episode that that uh, an episode that bridges that. We get a lot of information for a lot of different people and then it, it was like it was it was a very good setup
1: in this episode for things that are to come. True, true. So, I mean, for a show that's done really well and not had
0: uh, too much filler when it comes to the story and the pacing of that, I think, you know, I think it... it, And we'll see what happens next week, but I think it did well. I think it did what it's supposed to do mid-season here.
1: I also
2: think having the break that we had you know, and then getting this episode kind of killed momentum. Yeah. I think if, if we would have gotten the last episode, then watch
0: this directly after it, I think would have helped with that kind of feeling. Um, well, it was, certainly would have left you on a, like, wow, like, I kind of really want to come back. Like, I want the next episode very intrigued for when when it does come back.
1: Right. Um. So the next Grouping will be that John Henry returns and he's coming home from the hospital. And at
2: the beginning, we see that he's being released. Um, and he's doing well from his injuries, but he's having a little bit of memory issue. And we get some flashbacks here, which I thought was interesting that they, they tied more tightly back that we actually see the antimatter wave coming while the wormhole is open so john henry and then Nat goes through the wormhole
1: right as the antimatter wave of crisis crosses it so i thought that was pretty interesting
3: the flashback scenes had me excited i I took notes on this one because i knew you were sick uh, so, I wanted to be able to talk a little more, and I actually have written down nice for them to finally acknowledge crisis happened on the show, yeah, so
0: well, that was speculation we had as to how he how he
1: got to this earth uh to begin with um, we We had speculated <clears throat> that that crisis happened about the same time uh that he yeah. went through.
2: And the fact that his John Henry of the Earth had already have been something
1: had had to, have, to have happened to him because two people from the from different Earth couldn't occupy the same Earth. Um, but poor John Henry is having like, what would you get? Memory confusion because when he sees Lois, he forgets that's not his Lois. Uh, but then he's like. I I remember now, like, so, um, you know, he's dealing with that, and then Clark, Natalie still has issues with Clark, and he was supposed to come pick
2: John Henry and Nat up from the hospital, but, of course, he was being Superman, and we have a second scene with them where Nat goes off on Clark, and then John Henry and Clark talk about, you know, she needs to learn that he's a different person. And everything, and spend time with her,
1: and uh, you know, which Clark- is why the
0: flashback scenes were um, so important in this episode. Yes, uh, to to have um, Nat start to uh, come to terms with you know Lois being around, who's not her mom, and Clark and Superman being around, who's not the one. The not, not the one who killed her mother.
2: And then the final kind of scene is Clark gets a place for John and Nat to rent and live off the farm uh, somewhere, and we see them go to it. And it's like a machine shop. It's like a garage with a with
1: an with an
0: attached apartment.
2: Yeah, and it's a little run down and needs some fixing up, but. With their skills, I think it's perfect for them. It's gonna I was going to say, with
3: their engineering skills, yeah. <laughs> um, My first so, thought when I saw it was, it's like their bunker that they would always show where he was building, right? Team.
2: So right, and they're going to build him a new suit. And it was just, it was nice
1: to have him back. I like the the buddiness of John and Clark, um, and that going on. So I liked having that element, and um, I'm glad he's back. I, I I hope that the the memory thing is just like for this episode, because I feel like we kind of tra- we've already mined that emotion. Let's not drag it out anymore, you know?
3: Yeah, I'm definitely here for the the Clark and John Henry buddy scenes, though. That scene. With them discussing uh, Clark's doubts that he could ever have a relationship with Nat, I thought was really... I like seeing Clark struggle as opposed to seeing Superman struggle, so that was a really good scene. I, I
2: agree. I agree.
0: Well, um, in this episode, we get more Clark than we get Superman.
2: <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. I'm okay yeah. with that. You know, because I like both characters. Stations. You know, I think you need to see
1: both sides and the way he's living and dealing with things. Um, oh you know, yeah, is life is or, both of them. I'm, I'm still waiting for, you know, um, I don't know about you guys, but I wanted to ask you this if you're
2: both still waiting for him to, Clark, to confront Kyle, you know, man-to-man and
1: punching for shooting on his best friend. You know that out there i I yeah. do think like an interaction with them
0: is inevitable, but I certainly I not punch him but i think hey. i think you would i think you would feel the 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 superman level of disappointment
1: directed at him. you know how he does <laughs> yeah I'm just, I could um, see
3: it happening right. at the debate that's that's my prediction,
1: hey. I can dream. Okay, (laughs) he just he just walks up to Kyle and goes, and Kyle just flies back. (laughs) God, but all right. So the next grouping, I guess, would be kind of building up.
0: Um, I guess would be the probably the boys before to Superman, Lois, and Allie, and the rest of the The family.
2: The fraternals. Um, Fraternals, yes. <laughs> can I just say, like, I know John's being very or um, yes, John is being very protective of Candace. And like one thing I told Jania is, first of all, I really want to know why they changed his girlfriend between seasons and didn't just let the drug dealing girlfriend be the one whose father's the criminal in Central City.
1: You know, like why why do we have to change to this new character that they're forcing on us? Um, but if things were flipped, I don't think Candace would be trying to protect John. I think she'd rat him out to save her skin.
3: Oh yeah.
2: You know, so John's taking all this heat, um, not giving up. He's going to complete school online. Uh, Smallville's
1: football program was shut down. For the rest of the season forfeiting every game. And then they had to re-forfeit their wins. Um, and.
2: John. Getting a job. Which I found interesting. Why not just put him to work outside in the fields of the farm.
3: That was my thought. Because I remember them saying. I think in season one that Clark was taking over the farm.
2: Right, I mean, I know Clark can do everything in an hour. I mean, I know he could be back there like Clark can do everything by himself, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's fall, so there's not as much, but there's still chores that can be done on a farm
1: that John should be doing instead of working at a grocery store. A little convenience shop, you know?
3: I'm sure they could find something redundant for him to do on the farm. Go stack those... Uh, wood over there. Now go stack it over here. Oh, dude, I would still
2: so make my kid do that.
3: Right. <laughs> right.
2: As punishment of chores, straight up. You're like, you know what? Now that you spent half your day stacking the wood pile on the right side of the house, I really
1: think I liked it better on the left. Get to it. <laughs> oh. <coughs> Excuse me. They even... Um, so... Jordan is at school, and here's some towny
2: hillbilly dude hustling Kansas. Or Kansas, Kansas, Kansas,
1: They Sheesh.
0: are in Kansas.
2: I'm done. I'm done. Peace, you guys.
0: Canada. Yeah, it's so the bad. drug dealer who sold the, uh, the XK inhalers to Candace is harassing her for the money um, that she owes him for the ones that got confiscated. Uh, she obviously didn't get to sell them. Um, and it's a lot of money and he's threatening her and Jordan kind of steps in between and, and then he goes away. And then when we, uh, um, when John gets off of work, he is walking Candace home and they get, uh, they get pulled upon by, by said truck dealer on the street and he starts, uh, and he attacks, he takes XK and he attacks John. And he goes to take uh, Candace away, uh, force her into his car. Uh, This is when uh, Jordan is going to meet Sarah and her friend, um, what's her name, Andrea? Yep. Um, You
1: know, Sarah's friend, who she cheated on Jordan with, who she wants Jordan to meet and be friends with
2: and be okay with, who is the one person... She felt she could rely on about her dad cheating on her mom, who would understand about parents broken up. It's a little convoluted, and I'm like, uh, okay, and I like Jordan's uh reasoning for agreeing to it. He's like, "I got distracted
1: trying to protect your girlfriend." <laughs> He's like, yeah. I agree to it um and he he hears them uh he hears
0: them being attacked. And he, he runs in to save the day. Which is actually pretty cool, you know, you got super powered person versus this XK person. This person, this guy on XK.
2: Dude, Superboy begins. Yup. I cheered. When he uppercut him onto his car.
0: Yeah, I'm glad he didn't throw him 30 feet. At least he, (laughs) at least
1: he uppercut him and sent him flying
0: 30 (laughs) feet. (laughs) When, when
2: he
1: heard, John yelling Jordan he took off like I was like excited and like the way he like had the hood
2: up and head down you know and then the way he ran away at the end gave me some Smallville vibes I was like I looked at Ginny and I was like man I love him you know Superman runs away like that it was I spent 10 seasons in Smallville
1: (laughs) watching him go
3: (laughs) (laughs) I also loved like you said with the hood up and all that it gave me um Superman Earth 1 vibes the cover of that yes that, that's what I thought I was like that is like just such a cool modern superman look right there from a recent comic
2: yes I loved it and what I found interesting though is when Jordan gets back and he's going to go meet Sarah like he's got his knuckles are a little bloody um, and he's got a little, you know, cut and scrape on him from fighting another superpower person. And he ends up just going home cause he,
1: and then John sees him. He's like, what was I going to say? How do I explain this to her? And then he calls him out and says, why didn't you tell me it was Candace? You know, he's like that you're trying to protect, like you don't think I'd understand or something. He's like, why don't you just tell me?
3: I'm a little concerned that uh, He didn't figure it out on his own Because how many people in that town Would his brother be trying to protect Over drugs so, um,
2: I'm surprised that Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Clark and Lois Didn't figure it out immediately
3: Yeah That's the one part of this drug storyline That's starting to like You guys aren't really trying that hard To figure that out are you
2: <laughs> that Christ. that and the fact that they you know, last episode they ripped him about drugs and XK and all this, but they don't even bring up like you're half Kryptonian. Like this could have had no effect on you. This could have had major effect on you more than anybody else. Like, the effects
1: that that this inhalers could have done to him could have been radically different than anyone else. You know, they don't
2: even really bring that up into the discussion.
0: No, they haven't. That's been annoying. Um,
2: the other thing is, one thing I did appreciate is when jo- Jonathan asks Candace, um how much she owes the guy. And she says, more than we got. Because I, I like when they talk in roundabouts and not in exact numbers in shows and stuff. They have to put prices on things. I don't know, I just always like that better than trying to put a finite price. Because sometimes it doesn't always age
1: as well. Because, I mean, honestly, honestly, guys, you know, I'm not into, you know, street drugs or whatever. Um, But
2: if someone was selling inhalers that gave you powers like Superman,
1: I'm pretty sure that whatever one inhaler dose would go for would be a lot of money. Um yeah, I don't I don't see the people
0: around Smallville actually being able to afford that. The high school kids around Smallville.
2: <laughs> yeah, like you would have to sell it like you'd have to start like
1: diluting it to down to like okay, this is only worth an hour and it's like 600 bucks or a grand, you know.
3: Yeah, how do you put a price on superpowers? Exactly. Even temporary superpowers.
2: Exactly. In a world where everybody wants to be Superman. Like, so, anyways, that's my one thing about the whole drug thing is how it's like, yeah, man, this guy just got some more inhalers. Where are these kids getting this money in this town that was drying up that Morgan edge had to save them last season? We're not hearing about, you know, any crime sprees. Like yeah, for sure. you know
0: that mining operation is, is still banking big bucks.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, it's all shut down. So exactly um so there's there's the there's the boys in this episode. Can we also say that when uh the Clark and Lois needed to communicate with the boys, they uh did. it,
3: and apparently Clark always loses
2: apparently, I mean that's how it is. you always lose
1: to your wife <clears throat> right you knew yep, she's shaking her head. It's true, I lose. Um so now that brings us to Lark, Lois, Lucy, Anderson, Allie, Chrissy, and Sam. I was like I know there's someone else forgetting. Um, Everyone else.
2: So Chrissy, my favorite, not
1: favorite person on the show, returns. Um and we find Allie is calling together her, some of her members, and there's Anderson. And they're going to go to the mines and basically ascend. Okay, awesome. They're going to cross over. And basically, they pick up Christy and they make her put on a hazmat suit. And those helmets look pretty sweet, not going to lie.
2: And they go and we see that there's other members already in the in there with their suits on so we don't know who they are. And while in the mind, people are starting to get sucked up and they're like getting crushed and screaming and pulled through.
1: And when Chrissy starts to get pulled through, um, she screams. And Clark shows up, saves her, saves Allie. Um, so other people are getting sucked in, and then we see Anderson takes the um, medallion, and goes through. And that's the big, oh, moment of that scene. Um, we don't know if Lucy made it, because earlier Lucy sent a cryptic text, basically sound like she's saying goodbye to Lois and Sam. And, um, yeah, I'll let you guys take it from here. Yeah. Uh,
0: the super save was pretty awesome. Um, being able to save a few people from the, uh, from being crushed by the,
3: um, uh, I don't know, event horizon by the portal. (laughs) That, I mean, the save itself was cool. Um, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most was that music they had for it was very uh, Zimmer-esque.
0: Um, that, it kind of reminded me of uh, Superman trying to pull away from the um, uh, Phantom Zone. get uh, The Black Zero getting sucked back into the Phantom Zone. Ooh, exactly cool.
3: the, the same thought I had, yeah. Um, it was an interesting uh, build-up to that, though. The hazmat suits, Chrissy... Like, everyone's slowly walking towards their impending death, it seems like. Willingly.
1: And then,
2: you know, jumping ahead, Allie says, you know, later she has, she wants to cross over still. But how?
1: Because well, well we, seen... were
0: told, uh, we were told by Anderson, because he came back from the other world, like he went under just like Allie did. This time probably more voluntarily, but he went under and he said that Allie from that world said, come here now.
1: Yeah, and the
2: interesting thing is you have to have the pendant to, like, physically cross over. And now both sides of that are on the other
0: side.
1: Is it both or did he just take the pendant that
0: he had that he got from Bizarro? Does Allie still have her pendant?
2: I thought she had both of them, because she was bringing both of them over.
0: I mean, I would assume she had both of them, but he only, I only, I think he only I'll have only to go to back the and watch line.
2: it. Well, he had one, and she had hers, but I thought she had them together. Somehow, I don't know, I'll have to watch it again.
0: I don't know, I mean, I think, I think that he gave her that, uh, and he showed her the,
1: I, I don't know, maybe he handed it over, maybe he didn't. I need to watch it again. Well, I don't think they ever showed
0: him like handed over. Like he, he goes to her because Superman's interested in her, saying she's bad. And then and then uh he shows her the
1: that he has the the medallion from uh the amulet from the other from the bizarro world. And uh and then we start this episode up and he's waking up from from the other world So I think they cut right over they, they cut right over that. I mean, that's all we can assume, I guess
3: That's the one thing with the storyline this year. It's uh, very unclear how any of the, the actual stuff is going to work, and I'm sure it'll be revealed, but it it makes the scenes like this, the cave rescue and the aftermath, it makes them a little confusing to understand what actually happened.
1: Right, because, I mean, so far all we've got, when, when the only characters we've had who's
0: coming to contact with their other self is Superman. And they talked about
1: how them being in proximity of one another was powering, Was powering them up. Or powering Superman up. So. I mean that's really the only. Hint we got as
0: to. The amulet or anything else. Because we've just seen it. We've seen it with her. We saw it with Bizarro. We saw that Bizarro took it from her on the other
1: earth. And came over to this earth. That's about it. Mm. I'm intrigued. About where this is going. So, what do you guys think of the Lucy part to this episode? Levi, you go first.
3: (laughs) I will read you exactly what I had uh, written down for this. I said the Lucy storyline is myth, And then as I was typing that, the uh, twist ending happened. And I literally in all caps wrote down until the end. So, (laughs) the whole Uh. thing... The Lucy storyline this season, I thought, started out really good and really interesting. And then, like, what happened in this one was kind of boring until she reveals the twist at the end where she drugged her dad.
0: I knew it. To steal was... his DOD badge, I think. You know, he's probably, yeah. she's probably going to try and break Ellie out.
1: Because I'm sure she was... can
0: just walk into a Department of Defense facility and open the cell and take her, take her out, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: as
2: soon as they showed him with that cup. Cuff... I was like, you poor man.
1: This is why I only drink things from cans and bottles. Okay? You know? Like, I'm I'm picky. I don't trust even my wife. She makes me tea. She might be trying to slip something in there. She might be trying to take me down. (laughs) Trying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, James. If suddenly you don't hear from me for a while,
0: check my coffee cup. Check your coffee cup.
1: I think if it's been a
0: while, she might have gotten rid of the evidence.
2: Yeah, probably.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, I was like, oh, man. It's like, if I die under suspicious circumstances,
2: don't trust anyone. Not Jania. Yeah. Not even Jania.
1: Especially not (laughs) Jania. Exactly.
2: (laughs) But, yeah, that was... I do think it's interesting that you want people to see the truth or what all or accept this. But the only way you can get it is to force them by tricking them and drugging them into it. Not letting them willingly be a participant. That just seems wrong for your
1: truth-selling side. Hey, I want you to feel this.
3: Make it out. I know it's on the CW, so they've kind of had to beat around the bush with it. But, like, I would love to have seen them, like, flesh out the cult aspect of this way more.
2: I agree. Um, Because this actress and the way they're doing it, like, she is creepy.
1: There's a creepiness to her. Like, even for, like, you know, just cult leaders in general. Like, um, side tangent.
2: I was rewatching some episodes of Boy Meets World the past two days. And, like, one of my favorite episodes is when Sean tries to join the center, which is basically <laughs> like a cult. And just the guy, you know, who's the leader. And, yeah, that's a comical version. But even then, like, that type of mindset of a person. Uh, did you watch Boy Meets World, Levi?
3: I know exactly which episode you're talking about. So
2: Second tangent. So I decided to watch some key episodes from Girl Meets World. Like, I was like, you know, because I, I had seen, like, one or two episodes before. I was like, man, I'm going to watch the ones where, like, the previous characters really pop up. And I was like, man, I always love Mr. Turner. So I watched the first episode with Mr. Turner in Girl Meets World, and it mirrors the first episode of Mr. Turner in Boy Meets World. But what's neat is the teacher that they bring in to teach English is teaching the students the Dark Knight Returns.
3: Yeah, and I, I like, remember watching that, yeah.
1: I was like, okay, that's dope.
0: Yeah, it sounds like an interesting episode.
1: (laughs) It was. It it was.
2: And it was just cool to see Mr. Turner back to you. But all right, back to this episode. The whole cult leader thing, I think, yeah. Um, Did you guys ever remember the show that came out called Cult that was on the CW?
3: I don't remember that one. No, I remember the following.
2: The following was... Dude, the following season one was great. Season two, I dropped off. It it got too crazy. Um yeah. Colt was like a TV. I'm trying to remember it. It had a bunch of
1: quote unquote um, CW players, like people that you'll look them up. Like, oh yeah, I seen you. Um, and I can't remember if it was
2: before or right after the Vampire Diaries because it had one of the people from that show. Um. But it was like about a TV series about a cult, but it was like tied into like a real cult. It was an interesting idea. It only lasted one season. Um, the main dude who was like the cult leader, whatever, was the one that played the
1: Clock King on Arrow. Uh, so it was interesting. But well, maybe. that guy is a good actor. Yeah, he, he is a good creeper. Yeah.
0: I think you could play that I think he'd pull that role off pretty pretty well.
2: But any other final thoughts for this episode, Into Oblivion?
3: The only other thing I touch on, uh the scenes with Lois and Clark. Uh, these two have to be kind of the best pairing I've seen of the characters in a long time. And every time they just have a scene with the two of them, it's one of my favorite scenes in the episode. And they had a couple in this one, so that was always nice.
2: I agree. Um, First of all, I'm going to go on a tangent here. I hate the Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder, Lois and Clark dynamic. People say that's their favorite Lois. That's their favorite Lois and Clark. No, not mine, because they never had a really good
1: relationship. She loved Superman. And then kind of like Clark. And then... You know, there's that whole
2: muckiness of him giving up her po- his powers, blah, 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 blah. No, she was never really good to Clark. They never had a chance to cultivate a relationship.
1: Okay? I hate, hate Bob's word. this Lois. <coughs> <coughs> That's on record. Um, you know, and then we've had some other, you know, couples that have had a chance to try to cultivate and show a really good relationship. But these two, nail it. I mean, they have it that says that they are this couple, and they've had
2: history together. And I I love it. Like, it's the best part of just really helping ground the series.
3: Yeah, I just buy it when they're on screen together that they are... That like this is who Superman fell in love with, and she fell in love with Clark, and not Superman. And it's just such a nice change. And like the scene where he's comforting her on the couch is just so nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. The um, I mean, the episode last season. I'm sure it's on on record when we were talking about it last season. The the flashback episode where Tal was in his mind, and we got to see the. The past and the history um, and, and the way that the, those two got together is one of the best episodes of the season. Um, they, they have an amazing relationship in this in this series. And, uh, you know, I liked the scene where they're on the couch at the end of the episode when uh, Jonathan comes home and where you're where have you been? Uh, I promise to walk Candace home, and Clark says very stern. Store the house. Anything else, you need our permission. Um, and then Lois has, you know, her like that's fine, but you know, there's a limit to how long it can go on. Um, very nice scene. Very good discussion between them. They're, yeah, they're they're yeah they're they're so good um, together. I don't know if I would say she's my <laughs> that she's my favorite Lois Lane. She's not my favorite Lois Lane, but them two together are are
1: fantastic. She she's in the top three, without sitting down after like etch it you know in stone here. She's in the top three. I'll just say that.
0: Yeah, she's doing great. I don't dislike her in, in any way. I I, I want to.
1: Yeah, you know, that's make that clear that that's that's not the case. I don't dislike her in any way. Um like I said, it was a good episode. Um it was a little
0: little slower, but there was kind of a lot of setup coming back from from the break that we
1: had. Uh we we got we had Bizarro before and now what is What's what's the
0: ultimate end game for the rest of the season, and that's what I'm excited to see happen. We got that twist at the end where Lucy said she was the
1: failsafe. Um, you know there there's more plans in the works, and I, I want to see them. All right, fellas. Any other final thoughts, Levi? Uh
3: no, I nothing else for me.
1: Oh, hey, thanks for being here, Levi. Go ahead and let people know they can catch you
2: online, drop your thoughts, your opinions. You're always fun to to chat with on Twitter. And, you know, we – oh, yeah, wait, hold on. We didn't have our quick conversation. Levi has an addiction similar to mine.
3: <laughs> Which one? I have many. Um...
2: <laughs> so Levi's been indulging in buying McFarlane figures more. What's the new ones that you got, Levi?
3: Uh you know, I actually uh the t- two newest ones I got are the Batman and Superman from the Dark Knight Returns. So Nice. Um I guess you could also tack on the Pattinson, Batman, and Riddler as well, but those are a few weeks older. It has become quite a problem and my wife is unhappy. So
2: Jania <laughs> has not crashed that threshold yet. But
1: within the past month, I bought the Flash from Zack Snyder's Justice League. I got um Let's see, I got the Black Suit variant, Animated Superman, the Dark Knight Returns Superman. Solomon got the red hood from Gotham Knights.
3: I I knew you were going to ask, so I went through, and I just, since we're just talking Superman on here, I went through and uh, figured out which Superman McFarlane's I have. I have both of the animated Supermans. I have the Action Comics 1000, both of the Cable variants, both of the Superman Unchained, uh, Death Metal, Rebirth, Dark Knight Returns, and I have the Solar Suit Superman on pre-order. So.
2: I have the um, on pre-order the Solar Suit. Um, Is that the one you're talking about with the beard? Superman, the last
1: one? Yeah. Can't wait for that one. I have the Superman fighting the Batman where he's like Doomsday.
3: The Devastator one, yeah.
1: Yep, I have that one. Oh, I just, I bought Steppenwolf. That's the other one I
2: bought recently. I bought bought the Justice League Steppenwolf.
0: I've been very, sadly, and it is sad, I've been very good at not buying all the McFarlane figures.
3: But I bought them.
2: I just pre-ordered the John Kent Superboy.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to be better going forward, but my intention when they first started coming out was I'll get any Superman one, and then I'll get the uh, Zack Snyder ones, and that quickly has not been the case, so.
0: I do really want to finish my Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, collection, though. Yeah. Uh, I do have the, I do have the, the gold edition armored dark side, and the, um. Uh, the the yellow and or the uh, blue suit, uh, exclusive Superman, the Target exclusive Superman.
2: I need. Uh,
0: I haven't gotten the the black suit yet.
2: I need Batman and Cyborg, and then I guess technically, I would need Wonder Woman from Wonder Woman 1984, since they didn't make a Zack Snyder Justice League Wonder Woman figure. So it's that... just that.
3: That's the one I have for my Wonder Woman in it. But I think the only Zack Snyder one I am missing is the Unmasked Batman one. Mm. So I've got both Dark Sides uh, Steppenwolf, Aquaman. I've got both Flashes now that both of them are out. Uh, you win. My wife, I, I literally, I'm sitting next to a tote in my office where I have <laughs> them next to me, so.
2: I I also, uh, I bought plastic, and I bought a binder, and I started keeping all the cards in plastic like I did when I was a child with my trading card collection.
3: (laughs) Nice. I I have been considering doing that as well. (laughs) I didn't
2: know what to do with them, and I was just like, why not just get plastic and have them display
1: and flip through? And my kids think it's the coolest thing ever. Like, oh, I can look through all of them. I'm like, yep. Heck yeah, that's awesome.
2: So now we have talked to Farland Toys because we are men in our 30s playing with action figures. You know what? It's cool.
3: (laughs) Just just (laughs) trying to recreate our youth.
2: (laughs) Right. Now we can end the episode. Good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, good night. All right, so where can people talk uh, with you online?
3: uh, you can find me on Twitter at Round Superman.
2: James, where can people find you?
1: And we're out of uh, time. Goodbye. <laughs> well, see ya. <laughs> Where's One? <good boy?
2: coughs> but Where's yeah, where can people uh, chat with you?
1: Where's
0: um, I'm on Twitter at SupermanRed underscore kr. <laughs>
1: And you can find me just at Krypton Report, so remember everybody check on our patreon we uh are getting ready to do I put an announcement up um, we're going to do some cool new stuff
2: with Patreon. Um, we want to give five episodes a month of different styles, so check it out one dollar a month for Patreon. We have a cool commentary coming up soon, and remember.
0: An awesome commentary. A new show that will be interesting to talk about. One of our random discussion episodes.
2: Yes. That's what's going to be fun about the Patreon. Remember to check out Krypton
4: Report on all social media platforms. Go to linktree.com slash report. you find all of our information right there. If you want to keep Krypton from exploding, join our $1 a month Patreon. That's right. For $1 a month, you'll get extra special content that you don't get on the main show. Like movie mm-hmm. commentaries mm-hmm. and whatever podcast, else comes out, other out of our podcast. So so check it out, patreon.com slash Krypton Report. But also, if you love Superman and DC Comics, please listen to the following The Last Sons of Krypton, Superman the Animated Podcast, Holy Batcast, The Geek of Steel, Digging for Kryptonite, The Aspiring Kryptonian, The All Star Superfan Podcast, and Superboy the Legacy Podcast. Enjoy.